Hello, hysterical community. This is Amanda. Uh, beaming into wherever your earbuds are, where we're recording this is a Sunday morning, which is unique for our, our regularly scheduled program and programming. And this is not a regularly scheduled program. I'm joined by Julie Caldwell, Annie Parr, and Krista Hull. And these women, we women, are the masterminds behind the retreat, the first hysterical retreat that we are um, birthing into the world. And so we thought we'd spend a little time talking about what that's going to be like, because if there are any of you out there that want to come and sort of want to know what to expect, we thought this might be a fun way to do that. So welcome, friends. Hi. hi. Thanks yeah. for having hi. me. Glad hi, to be hi, here. Hi. <laughs> first, I want to start with Annie. You, you all might remember Annie from one of our very first Whisper Culture conversations. Annie is one of my muses, certainly. Um, I say that, I mean, we're not that many years apart in age, but I still like to look to people even one to five years older than me that are freaking rocking their lives. Um, Annie is um, going to be our hostess with the mostest and we're going to El Campo in Pescadero, Mexico. And you live there half the time. How'd you find, how'd you find yourself, you know, sort of having a bi, um, I guess not bi-coastal, but you live in, in Mexico half the time. Was that a vision of yours? It wasn't, you know, like we just kind of stumbled into this life and um, I've had this dance organization, dance center for 30 years. And the um, idea of having a retreat space is something that I was trying to manifest for like 10 years, but couldn't find property to do that in California that made sense, or it was either far too remote or far too expensive and never knew really where, you know, the right spot for that would be and about Seven, eight years ago, I guess we went to, um, we would vacation in Cabo, you know, like when we go to Mexico, it would be the uh, the corridor of Cabo and stay, you know, in hotels when our kids were young. And that was fun for them for a time. And then we burnt out and sort of grew out of the, ho the hotel vacation. And I was really seeking a more authentic, smaller community that didn't involve hotels and bars and the, the Mexico Cabo Wabo thing and stumbled into the Toto Santos area because I had a friend who had property there and it kind of checked all the boxes of what I wanted to visit. It was either gonna be the East Cape or the Pacific side, the West side, which is where Totos is, to start looking into a different type of Mexico um, vacation experience. And when we found Pescadero, we went to this really tiny boutique hotel that had maybe 28 rooms and it just, it was so, beautiful in so many ways. And it had all the things of Mexico that we love and all the things that we didn't love were not there either. And there's something really uh, special about uh, Baja and about Pescadero and that it is desert. And there's something very healing about desert landscape. And that in combination with ocean is a really special combination of things. And you just feel sort of the warmth and the settling in your nervous system kind of chilling out the minute you enter this space. And when I started looking at real estate down there, um, because we were loving it, it was, you know, possible to, to buy, to buy land, to buy a home. So Tim and I, my husband started that way. We bought a little house and then the lots came available next door to us. And this was the retreat property that I had imagined and dreamed of coming to life um, to, to build on this land, to have a, um, a movement space, a, an, a space to offer experiences way outside of what I had normally been 
offering people, which is come into class for an hour. Let's, you know, do some choreography. Maybe I'll see you next week. Maybe I won't. Um, let's uh, have a deeper, more meaningful experience that can take people to a more transcendental place with their bodies, with that what their capabilities are um, by offering retreat environments. So two years ago, I started building, which was a total nightmare down there. It was so <laughs> hard. Oh my God, it was so hard. Um, and it became so hard that I had to move down there full time in order to finish it because I wasn't getting anywhere. And um, it just needed 100% eyes on management. And there's, you know, so many materials that you can't find. There is the, you know, people coming, you know, saying they're showing up for work, don't show up for work, or there's um, just in problems about building in that area that I had no idea about just because of the environment and the salt water and, you know, what what's actually available. And um, what became actually really fun and the silver lining of all of this is that so much of it is handmade. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, I can't find that. I guess I'll build it, you know? Um, and furniture and fixtures and things like that, you know, it all, it's all imported. And it was really, really fun to figure out ways to make it myself. And it's a beautiful um, space. It's, it's yeah. really, um, it's really so well done. I had the great, great privilege of being there um, for a retreat last year. And I think what I marveled at was like the materials that you, that you're able to use by being there and how, um, how I live in Seattle. So, you know, we don't build with concrete quite enough, in my opinion, you know, I, I there's just something so beautiful about the terra firma and having it feel of the land and be in the desert and, um, you know, these big open sweeping, um, uh, you know, doors that where the wind comes through, it's just, and, and you, you know, you can sort of breathe in the sunset. It's, it's quite special. Yeah. And, and just giving that indoor outdoor uh, component to the space was really important to me. And, and also bringing warmth into those concrete buildings because every, most, you know, structures are in concrete. And so bringing in the woods and the textiles and other components to warm up the space and make it feel homey and, um, not echoey yeah there's like something I don't know I want to hear you guys your opinion on this and maybe Krista you have an opinion of, about this because Chris is on board to help um all of us not have to think she's the one who's going to do all the thinking and plan all the very special details for us but there's something in the world maybe that's like this word retreat means so many different things you know like everybody's hosting a retreat like oh okay yeah now we're hosting a retreat like I think there's something really ubiquitous about that word, but um, what do you think, what does it actually mean to you, Krista? Because if we were to name it something else, maybe maybe we do, maybe we maybe we figure out over this next little bit how, what we would name it if, if um, we could be so bold. But like, what is a retreat? Because there'll be, you know, we'll have great food, we'll like sleep in these beautiful beds that Annie made with the windows open and the linen curtains, you know? Um, I'm going to talk about the food like 10 times because it's so amazing. Like, I, what is it about Mexico where you can eat healthy and feel like you're not eating healthy at all? Like, that's my favorite part, you know? <laughs> if, if I could just interject on that for a second, the thing about Pescadero is it's farmland. So, so many incredible vegetables and gardens are, it's being grown right there on the land. It's a really, really fruitful soil. 
And mm. so there's a lot of farm to table eating experiences that are possible. And the fish is being caught right out the front door, you know, in Punta Lobos, that's like one of the best um, and most amazing little fishing villages and, and corridors of the coast. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool, yeah. I don't know. So, Crystal, like, what is what's a retreat now, and what now that we're in twenty twenty four? What is it? So good. What a great question. What is a retreat? Um, a word that isn't directly synonymous with retreat that I love is um, immersion. And I think what it is is it's um, it's an intentional choice to take space and um, and go all in. So for me, a retreat is really about. Um, shutting off, like creating that space um, to shut off all distractions and typical routines and just go all in. Um, and for us with this experience, it's going to be about going all in, in community, in uh, dialogue, discussion, connection, curiosity. Um, it's going all in in nature. I know without having been there yet what Annie has created. I haven't been to your um, particular spot, El Campo, yet. I can't wait, but I have spent some time in Baja and El Pescadero, and it's um, going to be an opportunity to immerse ourselves in, uh, in nature and take in the ocean and the desert and the elements, um, the dark, dark. And hopefully some nights. whales. Yeah. Hopefully some whales breaching. We're going to be able to immerse <laughs> ourselves in the food um, that is going to be provided to us from the local farmers and the oceans in Julie's um, brilliance. Um, so curious. I, I saw you making notes, Julie, in our shared document um, around your thoughts of, um, you know, what what the, what the content and the conversation and, and the tools and resources you can bring to this group will be like. Um, it's an opportunity to go all in in curiosity and discovery and discussion of Julie's offerings, which is really about, you know, how can we create the conditions to thrive in this, um, you know, midlife stage of, of, of our lives. So um, to me, it's about creating space. It's about immersion and it's about being present and experiencing fully. And what I know is that when the conditions are right, which is my job um, with support from all of these women is that transformation is likely. Um, so an opportunity to transform and what that means to me is to move away or out of this experience um, in a new way, um, a way that hasn't existed before and that, that can be energetic, it could be a lot of different things, but I'm really looking forward to creating the conditions for some transformation to occur. Yeah, that's another big word. Um, transformation. That was really well said, Kristen. So beautiful. I think sometimes we think about transformation as a 180 degree pivot, like to transform, you need to like maybe change or completely disrupt. And I think what I hear from you and what I know to be true is that transformation can merely be like a subtle mindset shift. You know, it could, it can, it can be big and it can be small. And the tone that it takes is really up to the individual and what is required in that moment for them. And I think what I want everybody to know is that our goal is for this to be perfect for you. Like whatever you need in this moment, you will get that because um, it's your own specific experience. And, it, and it's not going to be about menopause, right, Julie? Like, we're not going to come and, like, be victims and, like, talk about <laughs> menopause and, like, men about our sleep and, like, pack our sleep in the desert. Like, it's not going to be sort of a woe is me um, 
let's gather like a little harem of um witches and just like <laughs> you know lament the patriarchy that's not what we're doing in the desert right <laughs> well there that picture does there there's a couple of things in there that maybe we want to lean into but uh no, uh, woe is me is not really my thing. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. I'm not sure if I could find, I, I'm going to work on that, Amanda. Like, what could I do that would be the opposite of woe is me? But it's uh, what I want people to come away with is a sense of they know what to do. Like they know yeah. what to do when they feel the feels, when they uh, when the they're in the middle of the conflict with people around them, that they've got actual tools that they can apply right then. And we're going to learn. This is not going to be about, well, I'll talk about it. We're going to learn this stuff about how to shift out of um, out of feeling crappy into feeling happy. I mean, maybe that's a better than what was me. Well, <laughs> and maybe if we don't feel crappy, because I don't want people to, I don't want to like okay, if you feel crappy, come on this retreat. Like, that's not it either. Like, I don't feel crappy. I mean, some days I do. Um, but I think it's within my control. Like, but what what is the there there? Um, yeah, we want to access feeling. But, but really, I think what we also want to access is power, right? And the power to manage our feelings. Is that fair? I would say the the power to interface with this wonderful energy that's coursing through our bodies. So uh, sadness, anger, fear, if you really break it down, it's just sensations that are that are coming through, chemicals that are coming through our bodies, but it's all energy. And so to understand how to surf that energy, that it's it's it can be all squished and contracted as we collapse over it. Uh, but if we can um, be with that energy, we can move with it and, and then create more and more in aliveness. So that's what I'm about. To, Holy moly, that's my this. favorite image that you've ever shared. Oh. And I can see it surf the energy there. It's so it's so right on. Um, and also um, convenient, because, you know, obviously, people can surf off the coast of Mexico. But um, <laughs> good point. <laughs> I think maybe, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's all coming together. No, but I think the idea of surfing the energy creates um, much more um flow right like even if it, if we're feeling angry there can still be flow and anger and there can still be flow and sadness um and i think at least me i'm i'm used to like um portioning off those negative things and trying to just put them in a box um and and maybe even deny that they exist you know um instead of pulling them out and um being in flow with them i think that's a really cool idea well, and especially for women um, about anger, you know, what to do with anger, what to do with the energy of anger and that we know, um, and it's not gender specific. I just want to be clear about that, but women are very oriented to connection and how to maintain connection. And um, we understand that feeling angry disrupts the connection. And we, we know that and, and and it does. So what to do with this big stuff that's that's underneath that if we just tamp it down, people are, around us are happier, but we are not necessarily happier versus what else could we do that's productive, that feels good, it feels empowering. Um, it's not destructive, it's, it's enlivening. Mm. Yeah, and we're going to get into our bodies too and move. Like Annie, you know, with her... Um, whole life's work in dance is going to bring dance to us and we'll get in flow in our bodies um and i'm also gonna lead us through some movement that's going to help us feel our feelings and so there'll be that that beautiful 
um, like getting clear that the feelings are in our bodies and then you'll be a steward and a, and a um, guide for us to feel, figure out what to do with those feelings as we start to understand where they are and how they're living. I, I think of anger, fear, sadness as being dense, dense energy. It's, it's important. It's, it's the way we communicate to ourselves about how we're experiencing the world at any given moment glad sexual like other feelings too not just those but those in particular tend to be dense contracted energies and so how to move that it's the same idea how to move that through our bodies and so feeling it expressing it um from our our uh i'll just start that again because you can edit (laughs) noticing what's going on letting ourselves get the information from that really important energy, but then finding a way to move it out of our bodies. And so expressing through movement, uh, expressing through just words, expressing through um, pushing and being with what is, there's lots of ways to to move that energy that's dense out of our bodies. Yeah. I was reading an old journal um, and I started every morning with, I wonder what magical thing is going to happen today. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I think that's how, I think that's how the question that we'll also be into, right? How can we just um, be aware too, that we might not even notice the glad and happy and sexual, like those positive feelings, because we're so used to like hunting for the dense ones, you know, like where can we actually notice the, um, the, the ones that feel gauzy and light and fluid? Well, it's such an important question is how good are we uh, willing to feel? And I think in, in this retreat slash immersion slash transformation, that'll be a big question is how good are we really willing to feel uh, as we eat well and, and breathe in the air and move around and be in our bodies? I mean, I couldn't have said it better. How good are you willing to feel? Any, any last words from this beautiful cohort? I wish you guys could see what I'm seeing right now, but if you come join us in Mexico in March, you will see um, the aliveness on all these faces that are going to bring this experience to each of us. And as one of my other favorite teachers says, if you can, you must. So if anybody is feeling a tingling in their tummy that they want to come join us in at this experience in Mexico in March, you can find the link Um, wherever you are listening to this podcast. We can't wait to see you.